You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon. Uh, you know, healthy, alive, doing well, enjoying the wonderful fall weather. You're saying nice that just cool. to spite me, aren't you? No, I, I, you know, still enjoy it, no matter what your feelings of it are. No, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the healthy and alive thing. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I mean, you're still alive, so, you know, there's that. I'm alive. And you're still, yeah. you're still mostly healthy. I'm mostly healthy, but it hasn't hit, really hit me yet. I just dosed myself with another thousand milligrams of uh, vitamin C. So we'll see how that goes. I'm feeling pretty righteous right now, but I do have a sore throat and you know what that means. That doesn't mean COVID-19 is killing me. No, that's not what it means. It, which we got some clips of some doctors from the Netherlands coming up this afternoon, a whole team of them. And we've also got a doctor from Ireland as well. Uh, we got those coming up today. But uh, yeah, I, I do not have COVID-19, but I do, however, have something that is from the normal cold and flu season. And it's to be expected. It's to be expected. This is the time of year when the cold snap starts to hit. And every year, I get sick the same way. I, I don't know about you out there, but I get sick the same way. I get a sore throat and then it just all of a sudden it just, you know, the congestion hits me and I wind up getting like, um, you know, a mild fever for a day or two and then it passes. That, that's how it goes every year. Every year that happens. But instead, this year we have COVID because, well, that's that's what everything's designed to be, right? It's designed to be that. And we're going to talk about some of this agenda stuff today and just how ludicrous this is actually getting and how ridiculous this is. Do you know they put restrictions up on stuff again over here? And when I say restrictions, I'm talking about I was at the store today and I, I just went to grab a couple of things, you know, run in, run out kind of thing. And one pack of toilet paper. People are buying toilet paper again like crazy because they're talking about more lockdowns. Are you people that damn stupid that you re you don't realize that this is the cold and flu season and you're going to sit there and entertain these politicians that are going to seriously try and shut down the country over the cold? Are, are you serious? You're going to actually listen to these people. What? Well, let me guess. Oh, well, I'll get arrested. They're going to arrest you anyway. This is how authoritarians take over. But we're not going to go there right now because, I mean, we, we've we've talked that at nauseum. We're, we've beaten that dead horse so much out in the town square. I'm tired of talking about it. What have we been saying since the beginning of summer? The second wave is the cold and flu season. It is the normal cold and flu season. It happens every year just like this. This is not out of the realm of the ordinary. The hospitals are not being overrun. I don't care what the damn TV's telling you. The hospitals are not being overrun. If the hospitals were being overrun, you can bet that there would be cameras down there showing you the overflowing in the hospitals and the beds. What, they're showing you one person laying in a bed somewhere with doctors around them in protective gear? That's what they're showing you? Oh, I know that's what they're showing you because I saw it on TV. I, I don't know that I would even believe it then because we had the uh, CNN went down there to one of the hospitals and staged the uh, people coming in to get the tests. So yeah, they told the hospital staff, go out and that? get your cars. Yeah. And they all waited out in line to make it look like they were going in to get the, the, the nose swab. Uh, no. I, so even even if that's the case, it could still be staff in there laying in the beds. And uh, we don't know the scenario. So, no, I, I, I don't know that I would even believe it then uh, coming out of someone like CNN no. or something. No, 
And and this is this is the funny thing about it is they're saying all oh, Midwestern states are their hospitals are surging. They're at capacity. They can barely cope. Where is it? Whereas I know people that work in hospitals. I know doctors in the U.S. It's not there. It's not there. Believe me, if those people were getting overwhelmed, then you'd hear about it. You, you know what your problem is, right? Why you why your throat and all you didn't wear your mask while you were sleeping. I uh, that's right. That's right. I, did, I didn't wear it while I was sleeping. How, how silly of me. How silly of me. And would you believe, Bruce, I went out to run yesterday. I, I was running a little bit in the in the outside cold air. Now, I'm betting that might have something to do with it. Maybe just maybe mm-hmm. I might. It, I think the it, next time I run, though, mask, right? Actually, I was running with a mask, but it was the training one. Yeah. A little bit different story there. I did, but yeah, I do wear time. a mask though when I run and it's cold. And it, but yeah. it's yeah. it's a really thin mesh just to hold in the humidity a bit because cold air and yeah. Well, you know, when when I would uh, when I would ride and you've been on situations like this, when you when you ride, of course, we didn't do this in Ohio. They have them, but they weren't really needed. Snowmobiles. You rode snowmobiles in, in Colorado. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. We, we did, well, we did ATVs. Uh, okay. Yeah. Quad bikes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That that's what we did in Ohio. When it was cold, we had the face, you know, the snowmobile face shields, mm-hmm. the, like mm-hmm. the face yeah. uh, things around there like to keep your face from being windburned. Yeah. 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 Right. Mandible or gator or whatever yes. you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. it was a gator of some kind. Yeah. But uh, that's that's what we had. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about the COVID stuff today, and we're going to talk about. What the real agenda is behind the COVID agenda you're seeing. And believe me, it's not it's not what you think it is. It's exactly I, I feel a little bit better now because it almost feels like we're a little bit vindicated. So we're going to we're going to talk about that today, uh, about what the real agenda is behind it. Let's not do that to start with. Let's talk about where it came from in the first place. Let's talk about China. We got a lot to talk about with China. China is saying that their economy grew 4.9% in the third quarter. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't quite believe that. The Communist Party has promised double-digit job growth and double-digit GDP growth since its inception. And of course, well, we here in the West are just about fresh out of jobs to be shipping them. So they haven't really been creating too many new jobs over there in the recent years. And of course, this number also coincides with uh, a few things that we're going to talk about and we're going to get into. Now, I want to talk about the headline here, right? This is out of CNBC. China's economy recovered further from the coronavirus in the third quarter, according to the data released Monday by the National Bureau of Statistics. See, they have to make it look like, oh, the Chinese know what they're doing. We Westerners, we don't know how to get this under control. We don't know what we're doing. See, China knows exactly how to deal with these things. Communism knows how to fix this. You see how that agenda is working? The world's second largest economy reported a third quarter GDP growth on the low end of expectations. I'll see they were expecting to be a lot higher than that. But see, they're still struggling with a little bit of it, too. Uh, Up 4.9% from a year ago. That brings growth for the first three quarters of the year to 0.7% from a year ago. You know, I have a little bit of a problem listening to... um, Official communist government reports when it comes to job growth. I have a problem with that. Now, they're saying that the slower recovery in Chinese consumption remained a drag. Yeah, sure. While retail sales contracted 7.2 in the first nine months of 2020 from a year ago. I don't quite buy that either. Now, you're probably sitting there asking, okay, well, if China's saying that their economy grew by 4.9% in the third quarter, why is it that you don't believe that? Well, there's many things that go into making an economy work. And it's not just as simple as saying, oh, we added X number of jobs. We have this much in retail sales. We have this much in uh, manufacturing. We have this much in energy production. There's a little bit more to it than that. China has done a number of things over the last eight to 12 months that are not really reflective of this. Now, this is just one man's opinion. Okay, that's all this is. Let's start with the fact that China had a trade war with the United States. 
Okay, that's actually no, I tell you what, let's 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 take a step back from that. Let's start with the fact that China went into Hong Kong. Let's start there. Okay, that made them look bad first and foremost. Okay, they broke the deal. They weren't supposed to go into Hong Kong until 2050. Okay, they're 30 years early. They had the deal with the British when they left. Hong Kong will remain autonomous until 2050. Well, the Chai Coms broke the deal. They went in. They built the Shenzhen Bridge. And what do you think it was for? Did you think it was for traffic? Did you think it was for pedestrians? No, it was to move military equipment across. The Hong Kong Chinese even said that that's what it was for. So the Chai Coms went into Hong Kong. They broke the deal. That in and of itself put them in a bad negotiating position for the West when it came to negotiating trade deals. Enter Donald Trump. Donald Trump gets elected when seemingly he wasn't going to be elected. It was supposed to be Hillary Clinton. So as Donald Trump comes in, he says, wait a minute, we're going to go back at China with trade deals and we're going to discuss and renegotiate because Trump's a businessman. He's a dealer. That's what he does. And to be fair, I remember Trump 10 years ago when he was. Do you remember he was on board with the, the Obama birth certificate thing? Do you remember that? Well, at the same time, he was also discussing the bad trade deals we had with China at the same time. This is long before he ever decided to run for president. So I knew that he was going to be tough on China even way back when. So he comes in, he sits down at the table, he negotiates the trade deal with China. And guess what? China loses the trade deal. They get embarrassed. So not only do they get embarrassed from going into Hong Kong 30 years early, they also have egg on their faces from losing a trade war with the United States. So in the midst of this, we get a pandemic. The Communist Party becomes to be, or excuse me, gets themselves into a position where they become a, a posturing type of thing where they have to take a stand. So uh, how does this work? Communism in historical context, they always use propaganda and disinformation. That's what they do. So everything about that system is redirection and deflection. So it's deny, 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 redirect. It's reprojection, everything. So that's how that system works when you have a ruling party like the Communist Party or some type of an authoritarian regime, whatever it is, whether you go fascism like you had in Nazi Germany, same thing. Propaganda department, Goebbels, you know, propaganda minister, the like. As the pandemic is going on, the PLA, which is the Chinese Communist Party's People's Liberation Army, they decided that they were going to go into the Punjab, right? The Punjab region. Well, that didn't work out too well for the Chinese Communist Party either. Mostly in part the fact that their PLA, their People's Liberation Army, they weren't trained to fight at altitude in the Punjab region. Now, you say, why is that significant? Well, they lost the trade war with the United States. So that put them in a bad position economically. And then they went into Hong Kong. So that puts them in a uh, in a footing where they have to kind of try and justify their actions. Now they're talking about war with Taiwan to teach those Taiwanese that are secessionists, huh? Yeah, you got to teach them. What does the Punjab have that the Chinese need? Answer, fresh water. With all the recent flooding in China, this has also caused a lot of their farmland and a lot of their crops to be destroyed. Also, with the pandemic, with they were shut down for an entire month, completely shut down. I mean, a hard shutdown. Do you remember in the early days seeing all the shutdowns over there? Everything was closed. So all production ceased. Again, government mismanagement. You see, it's not a collapse of an economy that causes mass starvation. It's government mismanagement that causes famine and mass starvation. Yes, you can you can argue that, um, you know, economies are, you know, they, they rise and fall, they boom and bust. Right. And that's true. That's true. But the free market can sort those things out. That system has a built-in self-correcting mechanism. Government mismanagement does not. With all this being said and it being laid out like this, China has two problems. 
two very big problems. They have a population of about a billion, billion and a half people somewhere along in there, give or take, because we don't have actual records. So you're looking at 1.5 billion people, roughly 1.3 to 1.5. It depends on on what statistic you're looking at. You're looking at that amount of people that don't have fresh water and that don't have any food. Did you hear what I just said? China is out of fresh water and they're out of food. Now, it makes it look a little bit more obvious to someone that's paying attention when you see a headline that says China's economy grew by by 4.9%. How can your economy grow by 4.9% when you're out of fresh water and you're out of food? If that information gets out on television, on the, uh, the news networks, which largely they own, by the way, if that gets out, well, then that's going to make them look even worse on the world stage, isn't it? So you say, okay, well, what does that have to do with what we're dealing with here in in the West as far as COVID-19 with a pandemic. Well, now think about that. If China goes down, okay, and I'm not talking about the Chinese people, I'm talking about the CCP, okay? If the Chinese Communist Party goes down, well, then they're not going to go down alone. That's not how this works. They're going to take down all these Western elites that went over there and jumped in bed with them, the ones that have sold us out. So it's within their best interest here in the West to make sure that we're too preoccupied with ourselves to worry about what's going on with China. Because if that comes out and it's determined that our political leaders, the elites down in Davos, Switzerland, oh yeah, we're going to talk about those losers today too. If that comes out, well then the governments we have that are already in the process of disgracing themselves, they've already lost all credibility, at least to the average person that has that is paying half of it, uh, half a bit of attention. I'm not talking about the ones that are going to be out there wearing those helmets like we talked about yesterday. Those people do anything. But those of us that can see what the real agenda is behind all this, and those of us that can read, that's really all it takes, is just a matter of sitting down and putting this stuff together. It's not some conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy, but it's not some theory. Now, you can call everything that I laid out one man's opinion, which is perfectly justifiable to do that. And as we always say around here, please go out and do your own research. Do your own research. Form your own opinion. I don't want anybody to take my word for it. I don't want anybody to take Bruce's word for it. I don't want anybody to take GP or Marty or anybody else we have on here. Do not take our word for anything. Do your own homework. Do your own research. Form your own opinion. Disagree with us. That's what dialogue is all about. So the plot thickens. Okay, we can go further with this because now you enter American politics. We're in the middle of an election cycle. Obviously, for anyone that's not paying attention, (laughs) we're in the middle of an election cycle. Donald Trump is up against Joe Biden, and it seems as though the October surprise is here. Now, I had said a couple of weeks ago when we first started hearing, you know, rumblings of this this laptop deal, I thought, okay, all right. What, that's supposed to be the October surprise? Man, they could have come up with something better than that. Well, it turns out that there's more to this. And the Chinese are involved in this as well. And, and you ask, you think, what, what is this guy sitting here rambling on? Why does this guy keep yammering on, yammering on about China? Well, we don't hear anything on the TV about it. You're not supposed to hear anything on the TV about it. Everything in the news media is about denying and redirection. Hence COVID-19. That's where COVID-19 comes in. Deny, redirect. Our politicians, our elites here in the West that are in bed with the Chi-Coms are denying the fact that they are in bed with the Chi-Coms and that agenda So they're redirecting the agenda from them back onto us. So enter the U.S. election cycle, because this is another this is another spider web in and of itself. I just rambled on there for a little bit about um, how I know that this uh, this economic growth is complete bull. And you you talked there a while back about uh, the Chinese are having some real flooding problems over there, too, didn't you? 
Yeah. Well, honestly, between the flooding problems and the military buildup we're seeing in China right now, which I think is spurred from the uh, shortage of food and fresh water. Historically, and and this is how it goes. This is just historically speaking in historical context. When a nation doesn't have what they need that they can't produce for themselves, then they will take by conquest. And that's where the military posturing comes in. So there's photos of circulating of, we'll call it a war room or a planning room for China's military. Uh, It has a 3D model of the southern uh, Taiwan area. Uh, And I, I pulled up Google Maps and was comparing the image I'm seeing, the 3D model and, you know, what the map and that that is the southern part of Taiwan. They are also doing things like um, a drill for they did a drill here on Taiwan's double tenth holiday. This was a few days ago. This was uh, about eight days ago. They were basically launching missiles and all kinds of stuff like this was a live fire test that China was doing exercise. And, and where was it? It's to simulate. Um, this was this was China's military. This is them playing out a let's say war gaming an invasion of Taiwan. So it's just you know the the artillery bombardment, anti missile system or anti air systems. You know they were just basically it's posturing more or less and and saber rattling at this point. But nonetheless, because China is in the economic state that it's in. Uh, both with food, water, and we don't believe their economy really is doing as well as they're saying it is. It looks like they're they're posturing themselves to literally attack Taiwan and literally go in for what they consider rightfully theirs, uh, if you will. And I know tensions have also grown between uh, the U.S. and China uh, in regards to the uh, South China Sea. I believe they're basically saying, telling American. Uh, the American Navy to stay out of there because you're no longer in international waters. You're in our waters and it's international waters. Well, you know know how the chai comms do things over there when it's like they just walk up and say, yeah, we own that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, No, you you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. And, you know, they have uh, obviously the, the typical communist parades they do and all that stuff. Right. And showing off their hypersonic uh, anti-air systems or ballistic Cardboard missiles. Tube. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the, the, the typical posturing and everything. But uh, as you mentioned there, they've already gotten their, um, their asses hand, handed to them once uh, fighting um, at 14,000 feet, I believe, was, uh, was it article 14, I was 000? reading. 14,000. Okay, 14,000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 14,000, yeah. So that was earlier this year. And the middle of pandemic for us, uh, that's why it wasn't reported on yeah. uh, here. Which is why we got States. it. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, to, it kind of it, it does kind of seem like it's kind of a good smokescreen for them. So. But anyway, OK, so the, the mass famine that's about to hit China. OK, this this is another reason why uh, the Chinese have been buying up farmland in the U.S. because they knew this was coming. They, they knew this was coming. We talked a while back. I believe it was it was with Tavish about uh, when it comes to foreign companies and foreign governments buying your natural resources and your uh, your, your farming. We, we can't have that. We cannot have that. You know, I, I'm sorry if you want to do some trade deals. OK, fine. You know, we can work something out. But if you're going to be purchasing our farmland, you're going to be buying our Texas oil fields. Uh, I don't think so, Jack. Go to the next town. I'm sorry. That's how we do things. So China has been buying up. Uh, well, they bought our largest um, our, our largest pork producer. I believe it's uh, Shenhua uh, Foods was uh, was the one that bought it. Of course, they changed the name to make it sound more um, 
more Western so that people wouldn't be onto it because that's just what they do. Now they're in a, a bigger problem now with all this flooding. You, you said that there was massive flooding. So that what's the status of their their dams? I know that you and I looked at some videos that have been leaked out of China. And, and by the way, everything that's going on with China, Xi has ordered, uh, Xi Jinping has ordered an entire blackout of what's going on in China as far as the internet. Everything has been shut down in there. So all outside information and all information that's coming from the inside coming out has been blocked. Uh, so this is just further proof, in my opinion, that they are uh, that they're hiding their failures uh, as a, as an organization. Now, I know that we had listened to some um, some Chinese CCP defectors, and they said that this is back uh, at the start of the pandemic. They said that um, they were expecting the CCP to collapse somewhere around the middle of summer. And it was because of these actions that were being taken, such as what happened in the Punjab, right? It was going to be a massive failure and they knew it, but they went ahead with it anyway, because that's just what communists do. They they don't care about how uh, truth, logic and, and common sense works. They just move ahead and they say, OK, that's how it should be. Uh, where have we heard that before? But the more important thing is, is let, let's talk about their uh, agriculture being destroyed. So what we saw with the dams breaking, didn't you say that they only had like one more, one or two more that needed to be broken and then they would lose just about everything? Isn't that what you told me a while back? So they were intentionally breaking dams to alleviate pressure on the Three Gorges Dam. Now, the Three Gorges Dam is the that's the really big one that they built that uh, when they built it and uh, built a, the, the water reservoir filled up. That actually caused the earth to wobble just a little bit. It shifted the wobble slightly. So are, are that's how big this dam. Are you this, being? No, I didn't, uh, no. This is literally that literally happened. It, it caused a little bit of a, a wobble shift when that happened. Uh, we're talking millions of gallons of water that this thing holds. I mean, it's massive. Now, this dam, they've been releasing water like crazy on this dam, right? It, it's just, it's the biggest flood China's had in 70 years. Some of the photos we're seeing from this from this area, um, villages are flooded, um, cities are flooded. Uh, and we're talking, you know, like post-hurricane or something, you know, good two, three feet of water. So we're talking so, like... Hurricane Katrina levees breaking in downtown New Orleans. Yeah, that that's basically what it looks like in, in in these cities and villages. Some of the houses are fully underwater to where it's up to the roof, whereas others are, you know, depending on the size of the building, it's just halfway up the building or something. So it's a lot of water. It looks like a lot of destruction as far as their farmlands. And uh, um, some of these areas are more of a village, like a farming village is what it looks like, more so than large cities. So it looks bad over there. And yeah, this is this is, some of this stuff is as of uh, October, beginning of October. So just recently or a few weeks yeah, ago, a couple of week weeks. Or two so ago. everything that's happening now is, again, everything that we're seeing now, the revamping. And like I said, second wave. Yeah. Cold and flu season. It's about redirection. They have to redirect. And if the Western elites here can capitalize on something, which we're going to get into here in just a little bit, if they can capitalize on something and bring in another agenda on the back door because of covid well, they will, won't they? This is some of the uh, oh, wow. of the area that's flooded. Oh, that is that is bad. Yeah. And this is the dam. That's the Three uh -huh. Gorges Dam. It's not. This looks like an older picture because uh, the pictures I've seen of the recent ones, uh, they're yeah. dumping a lot of water out of there. I remember. See, that's a good two, three feet oh, of yeah. water. Oh, yeah. I, I remember about 10 years ago, China was actually having to seed clouds to get it to rain. And now it seems like they got more rain than they know what to do with. Look at look at all that. 
That I think that's uh, where they're emptying it from the dam, uh, the Three Gorges Dam. I think this is yesterday. The, uh, yeah, this was posted yesterday. Wow. But these these obviously the images are probably a little older than that. But mm-hmm. yeah. See, these don't look like your uppity. These look like your smaller villages, like farming areas and whatnot. It looks like it might be farmland kind of around it in some of these pictures. Yeah, I, but, I, um, I'll bet you that's exactly what it is. These are the outer outer lying farming and agricultural communities. Yeah, because obviously you're not going to have that in uh, cities. Sichuan, Sichuan. I don't know how you're supposed to say uh, that. Yeah, so wherever wherever that region is. So yeah, it looks uh, looks pretty deep. It's pretty deep there. Waste that's, high and water. See, that's that's terrible. I mean, that that right there, that's a that's a humanitarian crisis, and that's where you feel for the people. Yeah. You know, the Chinese people, uh, and it's again mismanagement of government. You know, that's what causes mass yeah. starvation and mass famines. All right, let's jump over to because this all folds into this. As odd as this sounds, this all folds into this. Let's talk about Lunchbox Joe and his kid. Okay, backstory. Kid drops a laptop off at a Delaware computer repair store, right? That's where it started. And you say that was last year? Sometime last year. I think I think the uh, the the laptop was dropped off summer or so um, when when it was dropped off to the repair shop. Now, according to Delaware laws, um, three months or 90 days. If the product is not retrieved, it's considered abandoned and then ownership is transferred to repair shop in this case. So they he, can sell his refurbs uh, and all the rest of it. Right. Well, uh, the the repair shop guy is a Trump supporter, and he had heard some of the, the rhetoric that was going on about Hunter Biden and what he's been doing and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, wait a minute. Am I sitting on evidence? I need to look into this. So he he cracked it open and started looking at what was on the hard drive. That's when he found the pictures and the videos and the emails and the text messages and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm cloning this drive. Clones it, sends a copy to the FBI, sends a copy to um, Rudy Giuliani's um, personal lawyer or something, uh, something like that. Anyway, it, it ends up getting into Rudy Giuliani's hands uh, either way. And it sat there from about November, December, somewhere in there in FBI hands um, for a year. It's been almost a year now. And we haven't heard we haven't heard anything about this. It's it's speculated that if this would have came out initially, like immediately, we wouldn't have heard about the We wouldn't have the impeachment. Probably Biden wouldn't be running right now. It would be Bernie Sanders that probably won. So things would have been a lot different. So it's definitely... They, they they need to look into that. They being the president, and he needs to sit down with FBI director and be like, "What's up? Why? why? What, what's going on here? Are you guys researching this and going in deeper and are going to?" Because it, the thing is, if Biden is elected president, nothing will happen. This will all get swept under the rug. We don't go after political enemies. That that's that's kind of a rule in America. That's why you didn't see Hillary Clinton get thrown into prison. That's why we didn't see. I don't like it because these are very real. You have corrupt to. dealings. You have this to is something that we, yeah, yeah, and that's why the president didn't go after the Clintons. Uh, and I, I'm not and, saying and I'm not did. saying because of politics, right? I, I'm not saying because oh, of, uh, of party lines. It's because they broke the law, plain and simple. Yeah. So I honestly, the, but the thing is, is if Biden wins, uh, and this comes out more so, like for example, the Senate grabs a hold of this and are, and and starts investigating and doing their um you know start handing out uh, uh, summons and whatnot and uh, it'll just take it'll it'll get Joe Biden to resign. That's all that'll happen. 
and then you'll have Kamala Harris as president. That's basically, you know, that's basically it. I, I can't help but think that uh, that's the, the whole 25th Amendment that Pelosi was talking about last week. That's not about Trump. That's about Joe. And that's, that's about, about putting that's about putting Kamala Harris in because it's somebody that is from the California machine, speci- more specifically, the San Francisco machine that Nancy Pelosi is at the head of. So between her and Gavin Newsom, go ahead, because I, I want to bring you in on this because that that is that I, I see that I can see that that's somebody that they can control and that they can run from from California. Yeah. Okay. So just to clarify, Kamala Harris, I don't believe she's really, I don't think she has any kind of like moral guideline or, or a foundation or whatnot. She's an empty vessel. She's, she's an empty suit. They, they, they will use her because if you look at it, she says, oh, I'm, I'm hard on uh, criminals, you know, like drug offenders and all that kind of stuff. And then she laughs about smoking weed herself. Or how about the throwing um, nonviolent criminals, you know, that are just in for a drug offense? How about using them as manual labor longer than their sentencing, right? They extended, she extended their sentencing to get more uh, cheap labor. I mean, that kind of contradicts the things that she says she stands for, right? So, no, it, it, I, I don't believe, uh, I don't believe she has any kind of foundation, if you will. It, it's all a scam. It's all a sham. Well, and, and uh, another example, she was getting a little close to her uh, predecessor, right? Was, uh get a little frisky with him and uh, use that for her own political gains. Someone that's like that, you, do you want them as the number two in the, you know, in the, in the presidency? You know, she's, well, she's going to be president if Biden steps down and if they win. Yeah, it would, it would be, um, it would be another one of those cases where they would have that office for sale, which is what the Bidens were and then, well, are, and this is what the Clintons were supposed to be. That was the whole point of the Clinton email server. Do you remember that? The dead drop that was yeah. in the uh, in the uh, the what is it the um, closet in the bathroom whatever it was that's where they had the server. Yeah. I mean th- yeah. that's what it was about. Is they were going to do the deals, they were going to be in position, and they would compromise the hegemony. That's what it is. Some people are saying that Steve Bannon is behind all this uh, email release. Honestly, I I don't see how he could be connected in all this, but unless. Unless he was the one that because Bannon knows how to play the game, right? Regardless of what you think of his politics, he, he knows how to play the game. He worked for Trump. He was part of the Trump campaign strategy in 2016 or 2015 leading up to 2016. And he was part of the White House transition team going through until later he was out the door because you, you remember all the leaks that were coming out and then Bannon gets dumped and then Gorka gets dumped and then all of a sudden the leak stopped, didn't it? Yeah. So which I still think it was George Conway. That's my opinion. But the thing with Bannon is Bannon knows how to play the game, regardless of what you think of his politics. That, that doesn't matter in this case. Bannon's a former Wall Street guy. He knows how the game's played. He's also doing business dealings with uh, a former CCP defector named Miles Guo, who runs Guo Media out of New York. And he's a uh, he's a Chinese billionaire. And as the CCP calls him, uh, a fugitive, right? <laughs> An international fugitive, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Anyway, whatever. Regardless of what you think of Bannon's politics, he knows how to play the political game. And in this case, if he was tasked to hang on to this and sit on it, then it gets released at the right time. Bannon's a political strategist in the meanwhile with all this. He knows the right time to do all this. So if he's behind the October surprise with all of this, and there's a lot more here than what we initially thought there was. I mean, I thought it was just, okay, uh, a couple of emails or or whatever, and it's going to be another uh, email scandal and all that stuff, and that's going to be the end of it. No, supposedly there's a lot more on this thing. And when I say a lot more, I mean, a lot more that's on this hard drive. 
And so if Bannon's behind this, Bannon gave an interview to the Revolver. And I'm, we're not going to go through the whole interview. We're just going to go over some of the uh, some of the actions here. They're saying now one of the questions that Revolver Media asked him was, uh, what are your best estimates on how many foreign entities may have obtained possession of the hard drive? Now, listen to the listen to what his answer was. L- listen to his answer. It's the actions represented on the hard drive that the American people must understand our enemies know about. Now, he's not really saying a whole lot there, but. If what we have heard is on that hard drive, if that is the case, then they are compromised. The Bidens are compromised. The cash and equity given for access to Biden, which is exactly what was going to be with Hillary, you pay, then you get the access and you get the favors. That's what the Hillary, the, the Clinton Foundation was all about. That's what the email scandal was all about. Let me see. The cash and equity given for access to the Bidens, the favors done for that cash, the drugs and the depravity. Do you remember the billion dollars? You remember the billion dollars with uh, Victor Shokin? Yeah, the uh, the Ukrainian prosecutor? Yeah. Okay, look, I'm leaving in six hours, right? I want that guy fired. And, and if you don't fire him, well, you're not getting the billion dollars. Say, well, uh, um, what, what does Obama say about that? Well, call him, right? <laughs> What's, I mean, what, that's a gangster right there. That's what that is. The CCP. Yeah, quid pro quo. At what? Uh, don't worry about that. Trump made a phone call, right? Trump made a phone call. The CCP, Russian intelligence, and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Intel Services. They know the Bidens are for sale. All of these people, all of these organizations, they know the Bidens are for sale. Of course, the CCP want Biden in there. Of course, the Russian, of course, Putin wants him in. Why do, why do you think Putin said two weeks ago that the Democrat Party is more in line with the Soviet Communist Party, of which he was a member of and the head of the KGB for a period of 18 years? Why, why do you think that they endorse the Democrats? Because they know that traditionally they're more corruptible. I'm not saying the Republicans are angels here. By them doing nothing in all of this and not indicting these people and dragging them in before House subcommittees and Senate hearings, they're just as guilty. The Republicans are spineless. They have no backbone. All we want as middle of the roaders, all we want as as real Americans, we just want prosecutions. We want public hearings on national TV, and we want people to go to jail for breaking the law and selling us out to foreign powers. That's all we want. But the Republicans are too scared that they're going to get ratted on in the media about some mistress they had 10 years ago or whatever it is. People don't care about that. They don't care about that. We're past you're, that. You're hard. You're hardcore conservative, Will, which are yes. typically the they're they're like Christian type, you know, those, those kind. They'll, they'll care about it. But we're getting to the point to where we have communist Marxists running. And they're saying it like the mask is off. They're not hiding that they're a Marxist anymore. They're 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 full blown. So even if you have some kind of scandal in the past, like you, know, you had some affair or whatever, mistress or whatever, at this point, it does not matter. We don't really care. We, we have to keep the Marxists out. We have to combat those. So no. And um, a point about your um, the Biden campaign, for example, being up for sale and they're how the Chinese, they're national, they're yeah. national security risk. Yes, they are. And the Democratic Party being, you know, uh, didn't Russia endorse Biden saying they're um, basically similar ideology with the so, old Soviet communism? Yeah. Yeah. With the old Soviet. Yeah. So I don't know. Isn't that kind of a you, you could say, oh, it's just Russian meddling, but they're not wrong. Let's say they are meddling. They don't have to lie at this point. They just say, yeah, we endorse them. That's Soviet Russia, man. We're all for it. Next question that Bannon was asked by Revolver Media was, is there any reason to expect that the contents of the hard drive will be revealed before the election? If yes, will people actually care enough for it to substantially affect the outcome? A lot of people out there, they're already decided, though. 
That's that's the problem with this. They're already decided. Now, is this going to affect people and their decision at the polls? I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. It's entirely possible that it might sway some, but a majority of them probably not. Most people already know which way they're going to vote. For God's sake, look at the rallies. Look, look at the rallies. At this point, at this point, though, people are already because of the way the the country's divided right now and we're at each other's throats if you will if you're on the left you're you know you think the right is fascist if you're on the right you think the left is communist you, you basically each side is saying that the other side's going to destroy the nation that's basically where we're at those of us in the middle are are like both of you guys are stupid but the thing is, is those of us in the middle already know we're we're voting for Trump because we can't have a, a marxist so with the division the way it is and the, and the way they're coming out, I don't think there's anybody that is the undecided voter anymore. Uh, if they are undecided, if you have the uh, no offense, you've not been paying attention. You have not. If you're undecided, you haven't been looking at what's what's going on. You certainly haven't been listening to us and what we've been talking about, because the stuff that we're talking about, it's very clear. You have no choice in the election. You have to vote for Trump unless you want to go socialist and you want those nice handouts for, you know, 10 years or so and then collapse. But uh, no, it's not going to it's not going to make a difference. I think we're at what, 25 million or so have already voted in the early early voting, I believe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a number I heard here recently. So, yeah, I I don't think I don't think it's going to sway anything. People are already already said. Well, Bannon is Bannon's response to that was uh, the Bidens are about to be hit with multiple stories from multiple media sources based off of evidence beyond the hard drive. Fox and Peter Schweitzer have already started, but bigger, more mainstream companies are going to weigh in. We have already set in motion the various apparatuses that will release everything. Release it all. Release it all. That, that's what you have to do at this point. Release all of it. All of it. Do a big dump and have those 25,000 photos released, have those videos released. Obviously, you'd probably have to censor some of the videos because some of the stuff on those videos is some of the things we've heard is minors being sexually assaulted. Um, that's some of the stuff we've heard about that are in the videos. So obviously, you know, it's going to have to be censored and whatnot, but release it. Let's see it. They can't release the text messages and the emails fully, I don't think, uh, because I don't know if there's some things in there that are national security risk and have to be redacted, you know, names or I know they were using code names, but still. It's already driven Biden into hiding. He, he's off the campaign trail. He's walking away from people that are asking questions about it post uh, his his speech to five people. So, it, you know, to a giant teleprompter, yeah. he's not answering. He's walking away. And he hasn't been seen since all of this. So what do you what do you think is going to happen if that happens? Like Bannon said, the Bidens are about to be hit with multiple stories from multiple media sources based off of evidence beyond the hard drive. If they're getting absolutely pummeled from all angles in those stories, the Democrats are finished. They are finished. They're finished. They won't come out. They won't come out. The thing is, though, is we, we, we've, we've kind of talked about it before. If somehow the Democrats win. Now, keep in mind. I don't think the Democrats are going to win this election. I think if this is a fair election, Trump's going to win and it's going to be a landslide. But we're seeing so much fraud going on. Um, we're also seeing governors saying, uh, like uh, Governor Whitmer was saying, they're going to continue counting after election day and they're just going to keep counting. And we're not going to put any arbitrary deadline in, um, which, by the way, it's not your it's not in your authority uh, to do that, Governor. But anyway, uh, if they cheat, they win and get into office. And if they have the Senate as well, goodbye, America. I, I think the Republic's done. You're never going to see a, a, a Republican or a conservative in office again because the systems they're going to put in place 
I just I can't see Trump losing this one. So let's uh, let's jump over to uh, this team of uh, international doctors. Okay, this is uh, footage that's been released by the UK company Oracle Films, and it's members of the World Doctors Alliance. This is relating to like uh, their their take on COVID. Uh, They take turns explaining why the coronavirus has been overblown. Now, I mean, honestly, do, do you think it's been overblown? I mean, that's that's a bit of an overstatement, isn't it? Just a little bit, maybe. You're going to hear now from uh, from a doctor from uh, the Netherlands, Dr. Elke de Klerk, right? You're going to hear from her. And you're also going to hear from a doctor from, uh, what was it, from Ireland? Another doctor from Ireland. It's from Ireland, yeah. And the problem is, is that uh, I, I don't have the second one here, which is a doctor from uh, Germany. I don't have it's they're from various European countries. I don't have this other one because the video was deleted from YouTube for um, violating their terms of service. So uh, unfortunately, I don't have that audio, but I do have the first audio because Twitter hasn't taken it down yet. But let's uh, let's take a listen to this. Hello, I'm Elke de Klerk from the Netherlands, and uh, I want to state that we do not have a medical pandemic or epidemic. We also state that COVID-19 should not be on list A uh, for any longer because uh, we now know that it is a normal flu virus and the normal flu virus isn't on list A. So we are also um, starting a lawsuit uh, to the state of the Netherlands to bring this in with a large group of doctors and a really large group of um, nurses also because we have contact with 87,000 nurses that do not want the vaccine that is being prepared for us. I want to state if there is no pandemic, I am wondering why our kids are in schools with masks. There's absolute constitutional rights and they cannot be infringed or infringed for any medical reason. There's no reason for panic. Also in the medical practice, there's no reason for panic. The panic is created by these false positive PCR tests. Uh, 89% until 94% of those PCR tests are false positive. They don't test for the COVID-19 and also uh, the rest is false negative. So we have to look at clinics. We have to start looking at clinic. Medical doctors have to stop looking at those tests. That's very important. Let's go back to the clinics and to the We have in the Netherlands now the the regular press uh, publishing uh, the news that the PCR test is not a correct test. So I'm very happy about that. So there is hope. Thank you. Statistics have come out that up until April 2020, there was zero deaths in Ireland. These are the official statistics from the CSO, the Central Statistics Office. Uh, The first death was in April. And in the whole country in 2020, we have 98 deaths out of 5 million people. So in Ireland, 30,000 people die every year, 10,000 from cardiovascular disease, 10,000 from cancer. The 98 deaths in Ireland are preventable if they had been given prevention and treatment. And we see now that probably there will be thousands more deaths in Ireland just from cancer and cardiovascular disease. Okay, there was a lot to take in there, uh, but let's let's start with the beginning there, where she said um, that you need to be looking at uh, the vaccines. Okay, what? Why, uh, first of all, let, let back up a second. First of all, what, why do we have kids in the schools with masks? We talked about those statistics very early on. Th- those are not. I mean, what what do you have? One death in a demographic of of zero to nineteen. What one? Maybe two. 
yeah. something like that. Uh, and the one, the one death here in the U.S. at least was um, diabetic and oh, exactly, uh, which yeah, which is a, a point that the Irish doctor there made at the end. But we'll get to that in a second. The tests. We know that the tests are ginned up. Hell, even Bill Gates himself said the tests are garbage. He even said that. He came out and said, we can't rely on these tests, but you're using them anyway. 30% of the tests are somewhat accurate, but then there's a percentage that give you a false negative, as they said, but there's an even higher percentage that they're going to give you a false positive. They're not testing for COVID-19. We said that from the start. They're not testing for COVID-19. They're testing for a corona virus. There's almost 20 of these things. Why do you think they call it COVID-19? Because there's so many of them. Well, there's no COVID-19 is the year it was found. There's um, way more than that. Is there more than 19 uh, coronaviruses? Oh, yeah. I thought there was only like I, I saw the tree. I thought there was only like one branch of it that was like nothing but coronaviruses. I thought there was like 20 of them. Of the COVID-19 uh, branch alone, there's close to 30 mutations uh, just mutations, of COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. But so again, uh, they're not testing for COVID-19. They're testing for the actual virus, that, like the, the underlying virus itself, which is a cold virus. I guarantee you, if I were to take a COVID-19 test right now, I'd probably... I'd probably test positive. Guarantee you. Back a year ago, when we were sitting here podcasting in the very early, very early days, I said, I bet you if you test me right now, right at the beginning of the, this, uh, this pandemic, I said, I bet you if you test me right now, I'd be positive. That was long before any of those lockdowns and all that stuff even came here because the way that they're testing and what they're testing for. That's what the it's other all about. Thing, the other thing that, that people don't realize, um, and we've kind of pointed this out a little bit, at least in the States, they're using a... Uh, the PCR tests are far more sensitive than the ones in Europe, for example. I, I, I heard it broke down and it's basically the power of the microscope, more or less. So every time, so instead of 30 power, it's 40 power, which is like um, 40 zeros. It's, it's really, really small, fine. Put that into perspective, you can be uh, under a certain viral load you know, at a certain point, you're considered infectious uh, or contagious, excuse me. But when you're looking at it from a 40 power standpoint and you reach that same viral load, it's really far less. It's far under the viral load because you're looking at it so finely, you know, so so uh, zoomed in. So even in the U.S., let's say the, the tests are 90 percent accurate. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, there's going to be so many false positives because of the uh, sensitivity of those tests. So no. And this this again, this this turns around and gives them the uh, the opportunity to regulate and control society and control the agenda. Again, it's about flipping it back on itself. It's deflection. It's deflection. Everything is designed to take away from the agenda that's going on in the Far East that's going to cause that system over there to collapse. They've put us in a position where we are supporting each other. And if one side falls down, well, then the rest of it goes down with it. So they're trying to prevent that from happening. And if they can clamp down on it on a societal level or, or even on an international level from an elite standpoint and then use their governments as puppets in order to give them a somewhat quasi seat at that table, which they'll throw them overboard anyway uh, in the end, then they'll take it. They'll take it. And we'll get into that agenda here in just a second, because an Australian senator has come out and made a statement just on that. But uh, the Irish doctor there said, and it was related to what you had mentioned about the uh, the one that died in the U.S. that was uh, the, the um, under 18 one. No one died in Ireland until April. And only then were they counted because they introduced comorbidity. No one died 
until comorbidity was brought in. Once comorbidity was brought in, those deaths started to shoot up. Same thing with the testing, these PCR tests. Once those started, the testing started ratcheting up, or excuse me, the positive cases started ratcheting up. They're not doing large testing here in Europe. It's not happening. But yet they're saying there's surges everywhere. I don't buy that. Do you? You Europeans that are listening from whatever nation you're from, I know we got listeners all over European countries. Do you believe it? Are you buying that? Do you have a hospital down the road from you that's uh, <clears throat> seeing a surge, but yet you drive past it and there's no one there? I mean, I'm only saying what what I'm seeing. There's a hospital just down the road from me, a brand new and just open. No one there. There's no surge. I've been going to an open gym. And what I mean open, I mean like open as in no masks, no, no nothing, no, no social distancing, none of that stuff. Since May, since May, I've been going since it reopened, you know, for that little, you know, month of shutdown or whatever it was since May. The same people are there. No one's going out sick. No one's dying. I see the same people every day I go there. So you think, okay, well, what's the agenda that they're trying to bring on the back end of it? A former Australian senator claims that the Great Reset is the real agenda behind the COVID panic. Isn't that kind of what we've been saying? That's why I said I feel kind of vindicated now that we hear this. Now that we hear an actual like world politician coming out and saying this, you know, it kind of kind of makes me feel a little bit better. Like we're not running around here acting all crazy. He says Davos billionaires. Isn't that what we've been saying? Billionaires down in Davos. Yeah, Davos, whatever. Davos billionaires want a socialist Green New Deal via the back door. Hmm. Seems to make a little bit more sense now, doesn't it? Oh, you're not doing what you need in order to impact your carbon footprint. Well, we'll just lock you down with a uh, with a pandemic that's not actually happening, by the way, uh, according to a doctor. Uh, now, it is a real virus. There, there's no debating that. I mean, we've never said that it wasn't. So you need to take whatever precautions you feel as though are necessary to protect yourself and your family. Perfectly understandable. But you don't lock society down in order to do that. You know, I talked to a doctor not long ago. I, I just went in for a normal checkup and I said, what's your opinion about what's going on? And he just he says, with Corona, you mean? And I said, yeah. And he says, well, uh, he says, well, I, I have several opinions on it. I said, well, you're a doctor. I said, you, you tell me what you think. And he says, look, I take the steps that I need to take in order to protect myself and to protect my family and my patients. He says, but we do not need to lock down society. He says there are common sense solutions to these things and we can still live normally. That's coming from a doctor, by the way, from. Uh, okay, but anyway, uh, former Australian Senator Corey ben, uh, Bernardi presented a piece for Sky News Australia in which he claimed I love this. He claimed he claimed that the agenda behind the covid panic was for elite Davos billionaires to bring about a great reset that would see permanent social and economic changes. Wherever would he get an idea like that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe from their website, weforum.org. It's right there. It's right there. They say it themselves. They're not hiding it. We did a podcast on it. The agenda of societal change. It's there. The Great Reset. As a matter of fact, the group's founder, uh, Klaus Schwab, he, he even says it himself, doesn't he? He, he even says that it's their responsibility. Well, how does he put They have to try, right? They have to try. Let, let's listen to him. Some people may say this is too idealistic, um, but what other choice do we have? At least we have to try. Uh, we may fail, and um, next generations or even we ourselves will have to pay the price for our failure. At least we should try. That statement right there has been used, as near as I can tell, by every tyrant and dictator throughout history when they bring an authoritarian system into fruition. And it's caused the deaths of hundreds of millions of people in the last century alone. Well, we have to try. You sick degenerates down there. Now, that right there is the founder and the creator of the Great Reset himself. I don't think that that is a, an alleged conspiracy theory. He says it right there himself. 
As I said, weforum.org. Please do your own research. That is the group. That is the individual. Well, he's a he's one of many. There was a video here recently released uh, by Sky News out of Australia uh, nine days ago. They're literally calling out Davos and World Economic Forum and all this stuff. Great Reset, all of that. Literally on the program right here. Uh, where's the rest of the world media doing this kind of stuff? Like he's sitting here talking about all the points that we've brought up in our uh, discussions for months and talking about the uh, yeah. And he's sitting here talking about the quasi uh, fascist system that they're trying to bring in place. And it's like we've been saying it the entire time. And now we have, you know, a major news network out of Australia saying all this, which side note, the 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 anchor there. I don't, I don't know what it is about the Australians allowing this to 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 go on, but the dude has some disheveled hair. And it's acceptable. <laughs> it's acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, acceptable. Yeah, yeah. It's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It, it just it fits the Australian stereotype that 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 we see. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just a fun poke in Australia. Is all. Yeah. That we we love all of our listeners down under. Thank you all very much. He says here, noting that uh, noting that there is something unusual about the continuing pandemic panic. Well, yeah, it seems kind of unusual, doesn't it? The fact that it's still going on. Yeah. The fact that it's still going on and, and they're coming back now with the with new rounds of it doesn't make any sense. And, and they're they're put they're pushing the agenda. Why? Because the world leaders are on board with our politicians are on board with it. They're on board with this. They're scared or they believe in it. Those are the only two options. There is no third option here. They have no backbone. They have no gall to stand up to trash like this down in Davos. And that's what they are. They're garbage. They are the garbage of humanity. They're the lowest form of human life. People that want to lord over others like that and, and run their lives and control everything and, and make sure that if you don't do what they tell you to do, then you starve to death. What kind of an elite are you? Bernardi cited medical experts who now acknowledge that lockdowns don't work and asked viewers to consider if there is another agenda at work. Gee, you think? Indeed, in a recent interview with The Spectator, the World Health Organization's special envoy on COVID-19, Dr. David Nabarro, called on world leaders to stop using lockdowns as their primary method of control because they were making poor people an awful lot poorer. And also what the Irish doctors say there at the end, she said, we're going to have more people die from all these other things than we do from COVID-19. They're not going to get their treatment for cancer. They're not going to get their treatment for uh, cardiovascular diseases. What about the increased amount of substance abuse? What about domestic violence? What about the divorce rates? Man, you you people that want all this stuff, all these lockdowns and stuff, man, you people suck. <laughs> you really suck. He then highlighted comments made by Klaus Schwab, which is who we just played a, uh, a clip of, founder and chairman of the World Economic Forum, who told his fellow globalists that COVID-19 had proven the old system to be inadequate and that now is the historical moment of time not only to fight the virus, but to shape the system for the post-corona era. There is no post-corona era. Under this system, it doesn't end. Schwab admits that COVID is the new excuse to usher in the Green New Deal that climate alarmist profiteers and big government have been pushing for for years. Didn't we do a two-part special on the Green New Deal in the early days? We did, didn't we? It's still up there. You can go listen to it. That's not about the climate. They know there's nothing they can do about that. Adding that the global response to COVID has been a green socialist dream. Of course it has. Of course it has. The former senator noted how the coronavirus pandemic had facilitated the opportunity to impose a very similar crackdown that technocrats had previously sought to justify under the banner of climate change, namely shutting down economies, lowering fuel consumption, oils and glut in it, shutting down airline travel. They want to end international travel. They want to end it, as well as curtailing civil liberties 
and freedom of movement. Why do you think the Australian Greens have been so quiet these past months? It's because their policy agenda is coming to life. Yeah, you're not hearing it out of the climate crazies anymore, are you? What happened to the Extinction Rebellion people? After decades of peddling climate change lies and propaganda to force government by the elites, the socialists have used a media-induced hysteria over public health as their latest weapon of economic destruction. Isn't that exactly what we've been saying? You pick something that everyone has. I don't know what to say. I, I, um, while we were doing this, uh, I was skimming over some of Sky News and skimming through. They've done multiple pieces on this, and I'm, I'm taking it all in, surprised. Um, Total honestly, media blackout. That we have. It, it has been a total media blackout and that's the main media. Okay. That main, that's the only mainstream we're seeing talk about it. There there's other indie, you know, news medias out there that are talking about all this, but seeing them openly talk about this on television, having senators on, or, or in this case, it was a, a previous Senator talking about it, exposing all the stuff we sat here and researched and, and discussed and everything. It's somewhat reassuring that the, free world is seeing this but at the same time there's a lot of people in other western countries that haven't seen this they don't know about this they think it's a conspiracy theory still well it is i I mean let me let me explain it's a conspiracy but it's not a theory (laughs) there's a there's a difference here that you gotta draw the line right conspiracy fact versus conspiracy theory exactly conspiracy theory is is like QAnon that says there's a deep state that is all a pedophile ring yes now there is a deep state but whether it's a pedophile and, ring or not, that's not that's unproven currently, though we had Epstein the, and at least until I mean, the, at least until the, the laptop evidence comes out. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We are out of time today, Bruce. Fascinating conversation. As always, we're going to have to go. So thank you for sitting down today. For those of you who have not you'd like to please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. We love getting all of your likes and your echoes and your comments and your upvotes. You can follow me over there at J Anderson three or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you want to reach out to us and you don't want to do it via social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible because of the information that we're presenting to you and talking about and discussing. And we appreciate the fact that you listen every day. We're trying to bring like-minded people together and promote good, healthy conversation in and amongst people's circles. And we're trying to promote real information that you're not going to get on television. With the exception of this senator down in Australia on Sky News down there, but you got to dig to find it, apparently. But if you could pass this along, that would be greatly appreciated. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.